Welcome to Catholic Views. I'm your host, Renee Kranz. On today's show, we are going to have the two Chris's, Chris, Dr. Chris Bergwald and Chris Motes, will be on to talk to us about uh, COVID vaccines. May we get it and must we get it? Be a good conversation and helpful for everyone, I hope. First, Dr. Chris Bergwald. Well, hello. Is here anyway. <laughs> here anyway. So I'll just we'll stick have some around. Biblical bites the... with Dr. B. Yes, ma'am. So today, Renee, is the what? It's kind of Sunday, is Oh, it? goodness. It's the, um, ordinary time. Yes, it is. Which <laughs> Sunday in ordinary time? It is the second Sunday. And I only know that because I looked last week in church. I was like, what? Trixie. Why um, is it the second Sunday? I don't get it. Where did the first Sunday go? Uh, so, yeah, oh, no a, answer. Did you question. hear that, Bill? Oh, yeah, I did. He just kind of blew over that. No I'm answer. going to. I, <laughs> oh, no dead air on radio, I guess. <laughs> Uh, so baptism of the Lord is what we celebrated mm-hmm. last last Sunday, last, as we probably heard many times, the last day of the Christmas season. Mm-hmm. And then just the way that they they decided. So, because this is a little bit arbitrary, right? So this yeah. is where um, when the the mass and liturgical calendar and all those things were reformed um, after the Second Vatican Council, mm-hmm. they uh, did a little bit of shifting with liturgical calendar. So okay. it used to be Sundays after Epiphany and then Sundays after Pentecost and so on. Oh, so okay. they weren't called ordinary. T- so that's one thing. So it's a little bit arbitrary. So it could have been def- differently. What we could have, what could have been done, I suppose, and there's probably a reason why this wasn't done, but could have been baptism of the Lord um, was the final Sunday in the Christmas season. And then that, um, this Saturday was actually the last day, sort of how, you know, ordinary time mm-hmm. ends Saturday, Saturday, right, right before Advent begins, right, could have been that way. Um, in which case, then that uh, this would be the first Sunday Nordy time with the first week to follow. But for I'm sure there was a reason, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> Baptism of the Lord. Then, then the next day is Monday of the first week of ordinary okay. time. Okay, and so we proceed through Saturday. Now we're on the second Sunday of ordinary Bill, time. mark that down on our list of times when Bergwald was wrong I got it. or didn't know. It's Dr. Bergwald. Uh, sorry, Dr. Bergwald. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the second Sunday, ordinary time, second Sunday in ordinary time. And, and what I just wanted to draw our attention to just a little bit today is actually the Psalm. Oh yes. I love the Psalm. Psalm four. <laughs> psalm four, the responsorial <laughs> Psalm. I just seen if you're paying attention. Yep. Responsorial Psalm is from Psalm 40. Uh, and this is the second. I'm gonna fo- well, yeah, I'll focus on the second stanza, if you will, that that we hear at mass. Sacrifice or offering you wished not, but ears open to obedience you gave me. Holocausts or sin offerings you sought not. Then said I, behold, I come. So holocausts, sin offerings. Either of those mean anything to you, Renee? That's all Old Testament stuff. Old Testament stuff. <laughs> That's very eloquent. Stuff, yeah. I use stuff a lot. Is that do you need more? Yeah, than I mean, that, it, it's it's the the uh, offerings. I imagine the offerings they used to do in the temple before um, basically Christianity established itself. Starting when? Do you know that? That'd be a, this is an extra credit question. Hmm. I do not know Moses in particular. Oh, you mean when that? That's okay. I yeah, thought you meant yeah. when it stopped. Oh, oh yep. if I was been clear, my question clear. you would have understood. Yes. So um, this is how I want to just again we have a lot of time. What's a priest, Renee? Uh, he is in the person of Christ. That's not what you want, probably. I don't. 
How is a priest <laughs> different from a pastor? He, um, a pastor is basically someone who teaches okay. and a priest is someone who's off, offers sacrifice. Right. Yeah. So a priest in any sense, right. Catholic, pagan, Christian, mm-hmm. not Jewish. A priest is somebody who offers sacrifice. What do we call that table looking thing in mm-hmm. our churches? The altar. What happens at an altar? You offer sacrifice. So at the heart of biblical faith is priesthood, sacrifice, and then altar, mm-hmm. right? So, so yeah, you, right. So Holocaust and sin offerings were specific forms of sacrifices, which we'll, we will talk about briefly, um, specified in the Mosaic law. So Mosaic from Moses. Mm-hmm. Um, and many of those, obviously, you and I, as Christians, we no longer practice them because right. the definitive sacrifice was offered by Jesus on the altar of right. the cross. Right. So altar, it, I mean, the, the the cross obviously is not a table, but it's made of, mm-hmm. it, there's that the sort of, that, that poetic sense, symbolic sense. So Jesus offers the sacrifice of himself on the cross, doing away with, but what I want to draw your the you the listener's attention to Holocaust or sin offerings. So there were all these ways where the Old Testament you would offer a sacrifice to God. So Holocaust, um, a burnt offering okay. where you offered uh, usually livestock, which was valuable to you. It was part of your mm-hmm. property, but you offer it to God, and it was literally consumed by fire. Ooh. Um, oftentimes the blood would be drained and the priest would would smear or splash the blood on the altar and then the rest of it w- was was offered in sacrifice for the forgiveness of sins. Mm-hmm. Sin offerings, similar, where you offer, and here sometimes it was only certain parts of the animal that were sacrificed. And you, like in the case of a sin offering, I think you gave actually the meat to the priest, okay. but other parts were... The point is there's all these detailed rituals and it's all about the forgiveness of sins and all ultimately was offered by Jesus Christ. Thanks, Dr. B. All right, in the studio with me today, I have the two Chrises, Chris Motes, who is the uh, executive director of the South Dakota Catholic Conference. I did that without reading it. Bravo. (laughs) And Dr. Chris Bergwald, the director of adult discipleship and evangelization for the uh, diocese. We are going to talk today a little bit, well, or a lot about, uh, the COVID vaccines that are available. Um, and basically may I take the vaccine and must I, which is what, uh, Mr. Motes just said to us a few minutes ago. So I'm stealing your, your phrase. Um, thanks for being here. You guys, this is a, uh, difficult topic sort of, because there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of tough, difficult words to understand that are involved in all of this deciding things and a lot of background that's good to know. So, um, Chris Motes, will you start by just tell us a little bit what vaccines are available right sure. now, if sure. you would. Yeah, uh, in the middle of December, the state of South Dakota started receiving vaccines from two different companies, Moderna and Pfizer. And um, there's kind of an orderly process that's been established by uh, public officials. And they're kind of proceeding through these different categories right now. But the, the two vaccines that are available um, are produced by both Moderna and Pfizer. There are other vaccines that we're expecting to be available um, at some point um, in the weeks or months ahead uh, from a variety of companies, including uh, Johnson & Johnson and a company called AstraZeneca. 
And uh, it's kind of important to understand that amongst all these different vaccines, this question you alluded to, may I receive it, you know, we'll kind of, uh, I hope, get into um, this sort of moral analysis of, of cooperation with uh, a, a bad act. But these different vaccines have different levels of connection, mm-hmm. um, if you will, um, to, to the evil of abortion, which is, is something the bishops, uh, for, for those viewers, listeners that, that were able to read the, the, the bishops of South Dakota's joint statement a couple weeks ago, the, the bishops kind of p- parse out the moral, moral analysis for some of these different vaccines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And actually, those documents are really helpful. So if you haven't seen them, you can go at uh, sfcatholic.org and see those documents anytime. Um, okay. So that's a good introduction to what's available. So the first question I'm going to ask you, you might not be able to answer. So do <laughs> we know or are these vaccines safe? That's hmm. kind of the first question people want to know. Is, is it safe? Sure. Well, um, it, maybe the first thing to say is that ch- the church's competency is in faith and morals. Faith, mm-hmm. you know, who is who is God? What do we know about him? And morals, how should we live? It doesn't uh, extend into, um, you know, science, uh, although we, we certainly, you know, use science to help us um, understand things. So it's the church doesn't have a competency to say whether a vaccine is safe or not. That's mm-hmm. a something to speak about one's uh, doctor with and to ask uh, scientists yep. who have developed and are under understand how these vaccines are used. That being said, you know, we can say that the, the vaccines that are currently available from Moderna and Pfizer are, um, have been authorized by the Food and Drug Administration under what's called uh, an emergency youth use uh, authorization. It is uh, what is essentially an experimental authorization. That's, when I say experimental, that's not to say that they're not safe. Okay. Um, but that is to say that it's, um, they've been uh, authorized for public use under what is essentially a speedier process, mm-hmm. um, typically uh, vaccines that have been developed for, you know, rubella or measles or what have you, there's a years-long process mm-hmm. that they they undergo to evaluate, and and for understandable reasons, the process here has been much quicker. You know, so for just to use an example of what this can mean, um, I'm in the I'm in the National Guard, as I think I've shared on on this program or maybe others before. Mm-hmm. And um, we're required to receive uh, certain vaccinations, but um, they've taken the position that with an, um, an emergency youth use uh, authorization, um, the legal authority isn't there to require it. It's just a different mm. sort of category that they fall under. Sure. Okay. You want to say anything about that, Chris? I know you. you... No? I, I, yeah. So I, no. I, I, I have really nothing to add, okay. but I think it's it's. I'm glad you asked the question. Yeah, uh, and, and I completely agree agree with Chris's answer. It, the church's area of expertise mm-hmm. is with regard to to Catholic doctrine right. around faith and morals. So there there are Catholic scientists who obviously mm-hmm. will have scientific uh, expertise uh, to to answer that question. Um, and frankly, there are there. So, there's that, but the church proper, uh, and we're both sort of speaking on behalf of the bishops, right. um, the, the church proper has no expertise. Right. So, um, Which is why uh, it wasn't really talked about in correct. those documents, so is whether it's the, 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 From the Pope to uh, our bishops to our priests might have personal opinions mm-hmm. one way or the other on the question, but, but they don't have any formal expertise, and therefore... 
no formal. I think the, the important thing to, to take away for us as Catholics, there's not there's not an authority uh, that the church leaders have um, on on these matters. Right. Okay. Good. So let's start with the may I question first, and this is basically the is this a morally permissible vaccine to to take, um, especially if there's nothing else available. But I know I know there are a couple things available. But how do we judge that, Chris? Either Chris, can, can, which well, Chris I, would I, I like to start? start? I want to start with why you're even asking the question. Ah, yeah, maybe that's a good place to so start. So <laughs> the reason you're asking the question, a lot of people might. Uh, I think a lot of people. We assume that people would know the reason right. why. I think it's important to be um, the the vaccines that are available here right now in South Dakota uh, in their de- the de- the testing process in particular um, cells that derive from. Um, fetal tissue from an abortion several decades ago now were used in the testing process. Mm-hmm. So, um, so th- there is a, a grave moral evil, the killing of an unborn human being um, decades ago, which is implicated, which is involved with, in this case, the testing mm-hmm. of, the, so, so not in some of the vaccines, but just in the testing correct, of those vaccines. Correct. Yeah. So with, with these two in particular, yep. the Pfizer yep. and the Moderna. So um, there is some degree of cooperation, if you will, cooperation with evil involved in the, the, mm-hmm these vaccines and therefore uh, Catholics are rightly asking the question mm-hmm. that you're posing. May I take this vaccine? Because as it was being produced, um, abortion was brought into the picture in a sense, right. not public policy about abortion today, right. but an abortion that was committed decades mm-hmm. ago, I think in the sixties, mm-hmm. sixties, maybe seventies. Okay. Well, a long time ago, but mm-hmm. still can we, Profit, if you will, from a grave moral right. evil that was committed. Right. So, and the answer is uh, <laughs> the answer is yes. Okay. If if there are no alternatives available. Okay. Uh, and if we um, are are making our objection known in some way, you know, so it's it's not as if we just sort of uh, take it and move on. But um, it, uh, at the risk of kind of bringing in a negative connotation with protest, but that's essentially I'm receiving this under protest. Right. You know, and you, and you have to you have to share that. I wish that I wasn't in this position mm-hmm. of having to receive this vaccine. Um, that that has this connection to this really grave moral evil. So it could be done in a variety of ways. The church doesn't tell us how that must uh, be done. That objection made, but you know, one example of a way in which to do that could be just a conversation with one's a medical <coughs> provider. It, it could also be by um, sending a letter to public officials, or even uh, pharmaceutical companies themselves. Okay. So there are, there are a couple of reputable uh, Catholic organizations working in the field of bioethics and medicine, both the Catholic Medical Association and the National Catholic Bioethics Center both have template letters uh, up on their websites that people could go find and, and, and see if that's something maybe they're interested in doing. If, if they are intending to receive one of these two vaccines, Moderna or Pfizer, um, you know, how, do I, how do I use my voice here? Right. Those template letters are available. That's, I mean, in in a democratic republic that we have, that's the way we get things changed is right. by speaking up about the things we don't want to see happening anymore. So if we continue to just take the vaccine and walk away and never say a thing, well, they're going to keep using these cell lines. So it'd be good to object and 
in in the best way you can. I think it's so, important though to talk about why yeah. it's it's okay at all. Sure. Because again, so so this is where that that um, comes down to the moral cooperation, yeah. right? The moral principle cooperation. So let's take it out of the realm of of medicine and abortion completely. Um, if I rob a bank, that's bad. Right. <laughs> if I'm driving the getaway car. I'm cooperating, like mm-hmm. knowingly, like my buddy Chris Motes has decided to, to rob a bank. So Miguel, I'll, I'll be the together. I'm cooperating <laughs> with him in an immoral way mm-hmm. in his act. Mm-hmm. If I just sold the ski mask to Chris that he used in the execution <laughs> of his nefarious plan to steal money from the bank, I'm involved but I'm not morally compromised. I'm not morally culpable because my involvement was in a sense so removed, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even know, or, or even if I came to find out, my selling him the scheme, or even if I gave him a ski mask, um, that was not sort of like uh, intrinsically in, attached, if you will, right. to his... The, the, the evil act that he committed. So there are kind of steps in like how close you are to the actual committing of a, of a crime or an evil. Right. Yeah. And there, and there is some kind of technical theological language that the bishops use in their joint statement. Um, you know, is it, is it formal cooperation or is it material? Is it, is it remote or is it, um, is it proximate? Um, and, and hopefully the, the terms are explained somewhat, but it, it can get, frankly, a little bit nuanced um, so it's, it is important to actually try and have a sense of, okay, how close are we to this actual, actual act, but also how serious is the underlying evil? And in this case, we're talking about an underlying evil that is the intentional destruction of, of human life, right. of, of an innocent human life, which is a very, very grave thing, mm-hmm. which is why we're doing this analysis in the first place. Right, right. And, and the bishops, so our bishops here in South Dakota, including our own bishop, Donald Garud, um, the, the Vatican, the USCCB, they've all said that it is like the cooperation is such that it's licit. It's okay, morally okay for us to take the vaccine. Um, I, I think it's good to, to point out because the two questions that we're going to answer, there's another sort of in between. Um, is it okay? Well, I think I'm actually going to save that comment for the second question <laughs> as a subset of it. Because, okay, I'll just anticipate a little bit. Um, uh, do I have to or not is what we're going to get into. Right. Because there's some Catholics who say, what if I want to sort of stand up and say enough? And this kind of goes back yeah. to what you were saying earlier, Chris, um, about we should voice our concerns or objections. Mm-hmm. And there's some Catholics who would say, I recognize that maybe it's morally permissible, it's licit to take the vaccine, but um, sort of enough is enough. And and because I want to protest, if you will, loudly, mm-hmm. um, I cannot in good conscience I I recognize it's morally illicit for me to take the vaccine, but I'm I, I we need to stop using cells derived from this horrible evil. Because ultimately, the way I would understand this, and correct me if I'm wrong, please, but as a a Catholic, you understand what the Church teaches, and then you have to use your conscience, formed through the teachings, to decide what you're going to do, and you're okay to say. Well, I I really don't want to do this because of the connection to abortion. So, right. in, in in the fewest words I can possibly say, you know, 
that we're okay to do that. We can form our own conscience on that based on what the church church is teaching. That's right. Um, but also understanding that that the, that decision and kind of, again, anticipating where we're going next, which is, do I have to do this? Mm-hmm. The decision of of whether to vaccinate or not is not a morally neutral. There's, there's a moral responsibility that's involved in that decision. Yeah. We do have a moral responsibility to the common good. So, so we should take in, take into consideration a whole host of factors, you know, including what is the risk, uh, of, of serious harm to my neighbor, right? To put it, uh, in, in short, uh, short terms, you know, how, uh, what, what's, what does this mean for, um, you know, my grandparents or my mm-hmm. parents, mm-hmm. uh, what does this, what does this mean for those, uh, in the community, uh, who, whom I may be in contact with? Right. Right, and it and it will depend too on maybe what you do, um, how much you're out and about, uh, how at risk the people around you are. I yes. mean, there's a lot of factors that are going to sure. weigh in on that. Sure. So just to say, I would so may I? Yes. Yes. So, so now must we're I. talking about yes. must, must I. I must I do I have to take the vaccine? And and the answer is not necessarily. Okay. Um, it's not a it's not a moral obligation, and that's something the. Um, the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith, so the chief sort of doctrinal um, body at, at the Vatican, uh, released a statement not long ago. Um, and I should add, too, that uh, the, the Vatican has been um, offering guidance on vaccines for a long, long mm-hmm. time. Right. This is not a new question that's arisen in the context of COVID. It's, it's, it's been presented to them, and they've responded before. Um, in the most recent intervention that this doctrinal body has offered at the Vatican, they've said that um, practical reason makes evident that it's 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 not a moral obligation. Mm-hmm. It it must be voluntary. When they use the words practical reason, what they're talking about is common sense. Right. So there are lots of things that might be part of the common good. So, for example, you know we know that serving the poor is for the common good, right? Mm-hmm. Do I have an obligation to, I don't know, serve at the banquet, for right. example? Well, there are a lot of things that go into that decision. Me serving at the banquet, although it could be part of my contribution to the common good, is not in and of itself like a moral Required. obligation. Right. Um, yet, at, yet at the same time, I do have an obligation to the, to the common good itself. Mm-hmm. How that gets, gets worked out right. is something that I need to discern. Yeah, that so. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I, there are certain principles that we do good and avoid evil, like is the fundamental one. Yes. But what does that look like in this particular instance? There's all sorts of factors that I have to weigh with the guidance from due authority. In this case, I'm moral questions from our leaders in the church. Right, right. So is the, um, the diocese, either diocese in South Dakota, neither is requiring... Uh, like school teachers in the Catholic school system and so on to get the vaccination. Is that right? That's correct. Um, and just as a matter of state law, also the the state of South Dakota has a number of vaccinations that it, it requires of mm-hmm. uh, students and teachers in schools. And it has announced that it uh, is not adding uh, the COVID vaccine oh, okay. to its list of required vaccinations. But even prior to that announcement, um, the, the bishops in an FAQ uh, that accompanied their joint statement, they made clear that um, at this point in time, they're they're not uh, requiring um, as a condition of employment for teachers or parish parish employees or for students in Catholic schools. Right. It's, it's not 
uh, per se required. Right. And the way I understand it, I think from the information that it hasn't been tested on children yet. That's, that's correct. You so. know, that's another thing to be clear is under the emergency use authorization, um, uh, up to this point, it was only uh, tested on, on adults. Right. Um, and in fact, for the women that were participating in the study uh, to this point, um, I think just to, to, to eliminate certain variables, researchers uh, were were testing on on women that were were not pregnant or with an expectation of becoming pregnant. So it's they're they're trying to just sort of narrow their their focus group, if you will, from the start, and and the testing will be expanded, right, um, to include other groups, including uh, children, but uh, under the emergency use, uh, it. it it hasn't been right. tested today, and thankfully, it's it's not a virus that is uh, very deadly for children. So that helps a lot. We don't have to worry about get that vaccine right now. So, and they're moving toward well, at least to begin with, they're vaccinating those who are at highest risk. Uh, we don't have any idea yet when it's going to move from oh, to the rest of us. Correct? Oh, yeah. Do we? You know, the kind of the expectation mm-hmm. is that a late spring to early okay. summer, it's going to be sort of available to anybody and everybody that that is interested. Okay. Right now, and we don't need to get into all the details, but they've got this multi-phase distribution plan, and, and currently they're in phase 1D. Okay. So they're kind of working their way through some of the highest risk categories mm-hmm. of people, including, you know, elderly, elderly folks that live in long-term care facilities, healthcare providers, first responders, um, it would inc- include uh, hospital chaplains, so on and so forth. Right. Um, but the expectation is in the months ahead, uh, it will be available to the general public. Right. Okay. So we have about uh, a minute or so. We'll just steal from Bergwald's <laughs> time. But I just wanted you to give you guys a chance, if there's something we missed that you think that people need to know about may I or must I? Well, I think I think it's just good to kind of recap yeah. with using those two Please. questions. May I? Yes. Must I? No. Good recap. (laughs) That was was easy. All right, good. Well, thanks for going through some of that with us. I know that uh, some of that's been talked about already, but this is going to take some time to get to the point where more people can even get the vaccine. So I want to make sure that people are kind of getting this information as we go. So it's good to have you guys on. Thanks for being here. Thank you. All right, next week we will have on the show... Don Wolf, who is the Director of uh, Information Technology for the diocese, we're going to talk about um, how technology and social media can be maybe detrimental to your faith and maybe how to handle those a little better. However, if you do want to go on social media and build your faith, you can join us at our Facebook page at SF Diocese, uh, or you can find us on Twitter and on Instagram, also at SF Diocese. And all of these programs, um, Catholic Views programs, Biblical Bites, uh, Ignition, many of the programs that we record here at the diocese, you can find on YouTube uh, as videos. So you can come join us there too and use social media wisely. Uh, That is it for us today. Hope you'll join us again next week for more Catholic Views.